opened up two new services, two new services, an 8.30 service and a 6, 6 p.m. service. And you say, why are we doing that? To open up room. We need Now, look at all the room we have to fill, all right? This is a blessing. You say, preacher, there, uh, there, that we need, hey, this gives us an opportunity to get our neighbors, to get our friends, to get our relatives, to get everybody that we know need. How many of y'all know somebody's lost? Raise your hand if you know somebody's lost. How many of y'all know they need to be here? And they're not going to come unless we ask them. That's the, that's the deal. Now, we're going to make it easy for you. We've got invite cards. We've got invite cards. We've got a 20-year a, a anniversary. Temple Baptist Church has been in operation since 1991, and we're going to celebrate 20 years, October the 23rd. Let's give God praise for that. Isn't that great? What a blessing that is. Now listen, we're going to have all of our services, well, from now on until God changes things, we're going to have all these services open, so let's do everything we can to fill ours. If this is your service, the one you come to, let's do everything we can to get these invites out and invite everybody we can, friends, relatives, acquaintances, no matter who they are, even if they're not your friends, invite them anyhow, amen? They need to hear the gospel, all right? So 1 Peter chapter number 5, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the devil a little bit, amen? He talks about us enough, let's talk about him a little bit. First Peter 5 verse 8. If you found your place, say amen. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the word adversary means arch enemy, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom, what's that word? Everybody say it. Whom resist. Put up a fight. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, three great services. Lord, thank you for the people that are getting help. Thank you for the lives that are being changed. Lord, we need you to speak to us today. I know without a shadow of a doubt, the last thing the devil wants these people to hear is what I'm fixing to tell them. And God, he's going to try to distract He's going to try to uh, 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 detour. He's going to try to keep our minds off of what we're going to hear. Now, Lord, don't let there be a hindrance. Don't let Satan, uh, l- let any distraction stop you from delivering the message that's going to give them strength to fight the battle. God, I pray that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Last week, last week we talked about uh, the word resist. Resist. The Bible says we are to resist the devil. Amen? Resist the devil. It means to put up a fight. It means to put up resistance, uh, uh, to exert force and opposition. When the devil comes against you, you stand and put up a fight. Well, we, we, we said, we, we took that word resist and we broke it down and we took each letter and we gave some hints about fighting the devil when the devil comes against you. How many of y'all have, how many of y'all have fought the devil before? Raise your hand. You, you just faced the devil before. How many of y'all fought the devil and lost? Me too. You know what? That's unnecessary. It shouldn't be that way. There's never a battle I ever faced that I should have lost because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have the greatest weapon. I have the greatest, most powerful weapon there is on the planet to face the devil. And if I fail, if I lost a battle, I, it's my fault. Now, we don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to fail anymore. I don't want to fall. I don't want to, I don't want to lose the battle to the devil. So I'm going to... 
put up a fight. I'm going to resist. Now, we said there were some steps that we needed to take, or there's some things we need to remember when it comes to resisting the devil. And the first starts with an R. What, what do y'all remember what that, what that was? I gave you a hint right there. Amen. Do y'all remember? Remember. Amen. When, when you face the devil, the first thing you need to do is remember. What do we need to remember? We need to remember that he is a liar. Every time he comes to you and tells you something, he is lying. He couldn't tell the truth if you injected him with truth serum. He is the father of all lies. When he comes and tells you, you're not going to make it. Listen, this economy's terrible. Your job is, is on, the, on the bubble. You're not going to make it. If you give your tithes, if you give your offerings, if you give this mission stuff, man, you're not going to be able to pay your bills. He is a liar. When he, tells you, when he tells you your wife don't love you, he tells you your husband don't love you, when he tells you God don't love you, if God loved you, why were you hurting like you hurt? If God loved you, why would you be suffering like you suffered? Boy, if God loved you, you wouldn't be going through all that. He's lying. He's lying. Please remember, when you face the devil, when he comes to you with a temptation, he's always lying. He's lying. Not only do we need to remember, but E, we need to do what? Do you all remember that? What was E? E stood for evaluate. We need to evaluate. There's some things we need to evaluate. When the devil does come, when temptation does come, there's two things we need to evaluate. Do we flee or do we fight? Now, some of you weren't here last week. Let me just explain what that means. There are times when I face the devil and his temptation where I don't need to put up a fight. I need to run. I, and what, 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 <coughs> excuse me, what illustration is that? Jacob, or excuse me, Joseph. When Joseph was there in Potiphar's house, uh, uh, Potiphar's wife had, had this thing for Joseph. I mean, she thought he was a hottie, and, and she, he, she just had this thing for him. And she tried over and over again to, to seduce him and to get him to sleep with her. And Joseph said, I ain't doing it. It's not right. God would not be happy with me. Uh, this is not right. My boss has been too good to me. Well, she caught him alone. Be careful getting alone. Say Amen. She called him alone and said, okay, nobody's in the house. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. Let's, hey, let's get busy. She said, no, and he took off and ran. You know what? He kept his character. He run. There are times you need to flee. Don't put up a fight. Don't read a scripture. Don't call the preacher. Run. Run. But then there are other times when it comes to faith. When it comes to faith, when, when, when the devil is telling you God's not going to help you, God's not going to supply your need, God's not going to come through, that's when you need to start quoting the Scripture to him. That's when you stand and resist. In, that's why it says resist in the faith. When it comes to matters of faith and believing God that God was going to do what he says, that's when you stand and resist. Say amen. Now, we need to evaluate. But then S, what, what does S stand for? Do you all remember? Speak. We need to ask God for help. He says in the Lord's Prayer, he said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Every day of our life, we should get up and say, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, let me go the way I need to go. Lord, if there's temptation this way, then lead me this way. If there is trouble this way, then lead me this way. Ask, you have not because you ask not. Well, then today, that was last week, R-E-S. Now, today, I want to talk about the last three, okay? What's the next letter? What's the next letter? I. What does I stand for? I stands for initiate. Say that word with me. Initiate. In other words, in other words, you need to take the initiative and don't wait for something to happen. You make it happen. 
Don't be reactive, be proactive. Now, what does that mean? Uh, when, I was, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, uh, my dad would always share stuff with me and my brother and, uh, and, and, and teaching and, and developing us and telling us stuff. And I, I, I'm fairly sure my Uncle Chuck is in here somewhere. Okay, well, my dad's in here. He's right beside him, so I'm going to have to be careful with my story. Say amen. All right? My dad grew up different than I did. He, he did. I mean, everything that I grew up, when he was growing up, he was the exact opposite. I was, I was, I was... I was a preacher, and he was a thug. Say amen. I mean, he was mean, a bully, fought all the time. I grew up in church. He didn't. He didn't have nothing to, didn't have anything to do with church. Till later on, he got saved. And so he fought and carried on and was just mean and wild and all that kind of stuff. And I, I asked him one, I said, Dad, why do you fight all the time? He said, well, son, you played baseball and football and all that, and, and that was your sport. He said, we never had the opportunity to play that stuff, so fighting was our sport. That's what we did. Amen. And, 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 and my dad got gloriously saved. I'm talking about wonderfully saved, born again, changed his life. I mean, it was totally different. So that by the time me and Joe come along, he wanted different for us than what he had. And he didn't want us to turn out like he did. And, and so this is what he told us. This is what he told my brother. He said, he said Malcolm and Joe, he said, don't you ever start a fight. Because if you start a fight, I'm going to beat the devil out of you. Because he didn't want us to be a bully. He didn't want us to be that type. He said, don't you ever start a fight or I'll deal with you. But then he said this, don't you ever run from one. I'll never forget that. He said, don't you ever start one, but don't you ever run from one. And then he said this. Then he said this. He said, now, now boys... He said, if you know you're going to be in a fight and you can't get out of it and there's no way around it, that it's going to be the deal and you're going to fight, he said, don't ever let somebody else have the first punch. If you know you're going to be in a fight, you always get that first. Are y'all with me? He said, you hit him right between the eyes, hit him in the nose and blind him with blood and tears. Say amen right there. That might be too much information for little ears. I don't know, but... That's the deal. And he said this, most of the time, any fight, that person that gets that first lick usually wins the fight. What's the point? Too many of us are waiting for the devil to swing at us before we do anything. And you know what's happening? To most people in here, most people in all them other two services, and the one we're going to do at six, they're getting their brains beat out because they're coming to a fight unprepared. We're letting the devil get the first lick. That is a recipe for disaster. When I was a kid, when I was a kid or in high school, I, I, I played on the, the high school golf team. And, and I went and got a job at a, at a golf course, Indian Pines Golf Club, because if I had a job and I was working there, then I could play golf for free. I know I'm not as dumb as I look. I'm telling you, I, I'm pretty slick when it comes to that money thing. And I could play for free. So I, what, what happened I, after school, after school, every day after school, boy, I'd, I'd boogie and get to the golf course, and I'd get there a little bit early because there was a 30-minute window in between the time I got out of school, and then I had to clock in to do the evening shift at, at the golf course. Well, one day... I got in there, man, come in the parking lot on two wheels and, 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 and run and got me a golf cart and run and got my clubs and put it on the golf cart. And, man, I was, I was burning rubber. Just, and, and there was an old golf pro 
there was an old golf pro sitting on the, the driving range, which is right there beside the parking lot, and, uh, and he, was, uh, he was either, I, I'm, I'm sure he was a cousin, either a cousin or uncle to Sam Sneed. How many of y'all remember the name Sam Sneed, an awesome golfer of long years ago? Well, he saw me going wide open and wondering, he said, Malcolm, what are you doing? I said, man, I'm going to hurry up here, run out here, only got 30 minutes, got a clock in, I'm going to get nine holes in real quick, I got to go, I got to go. And he just shook his head. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I stopped, and this is what he said. He said, son, he said, tournaments are not won out there. And he's pointing out to the golf course. He said, tournaments are not won out there. He said, they're won right here. In other words, if you will spend more time on this driving range, training, preparing, it will show up when you play out there. You're not going to get better out there you'll get better right here. What's the point of that? Listen, some people say it's people that have the will to win is what wins the games, but that's not true. It's people who have a will to prepare to win who wins the games. I would be fairly confident nobody, nobody goes out on the field and says, boy, I just hope we lose today. I just hope LSU just kicks our fanny all the way across this field. Can y'all tell I'm still bitter about yesterday? Amen. It was just a... No, but everybody wants to win. I don't care who you are. The, 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 the biggest underdog going into the biggest game, they still want to win. Would you agree with that? But it's not that. It's the will to prepare to win. It's what they do on that training field. It's what they do on that practice field that's revealed when they get to the game. And here's what's happening. We're facing the devil unprepared. Unprepared. So how can we take initiative? Two things. Two things. And you know what? Honestly, the rest of this is very important. It's, two, point two is pretty important. But you really need to get this one. You really need to get this one. If we're going to show initiative and we're going to initiate action in our Christian life, if we're going to be proactive instead of reactive, you know what, brother, brother, brother Craig Edwards told me something one time. He said, son, if you don't make up your mind before the temptation gets there, what you're going to do when it comes, you'll fall every time. You know what he was saying? Be proactive, not reactive. Not wait for something to come. Not wait for temptation to come. Not wait for trouble to come. Not wait for tragedy to come before you decide what you're going to do. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. If we're going to be proactive, two things we've got to be. First thing is we have to be armed. Say that with me. We have to be If you're going to fight the devil, you can't fight it with your brains. You can't fight it with your talent because he's smarter than you and he's more powerful than you. Let me prove it. There was in the man, there was a man in the Bible who, according to the Word of God, was a man after God's own heart. How many of y'all have ever heard of David? He was probably closer to God than any man in the Bible. Probably had more of an intimate relationship with God in heaven than any man in the Bible who wrote the Psalms and who wrote all those intimate songs about the Lord and about worship and about praise and about prayer and all of that stuff. Man, if there was anybody that was close to God, it was David. But guess what? David fell. David fell. What does that tell me? The devil was stronger and smarter 
than David. Do y'all see that? Hey, there was a man, there was a man in the Bible who, according to the Word of God, God gave him a supernatural wisdom. He asked, he asked for, for God to, to bless him and give him wisdom to lead his people. So God said, okay, I'm going to make you smarter. I'm going to make you smarter than anybody before you and anybody after you. You'll be the smartest human being that's ever walked on planet Earth. I'm going to give you a supernatural wisdom. Now, you're talking about a smart dude, but guess what? He fell. There was a man in the Bible who was powerful. He was strong. He had supernatural strength. Took a lion and grabbed his head and just ripped him apart. He took big old iron gates and, and wooden gates and carried them up a hill. He would, he would take the jawbone of an ass and whip a whole army. I mean, this was a bad dude. His name was Samson. And you know what? Satan got him too. So the smartest man in the Bible... The strongest man in the Bible, the guy after God's own heart, the first man that ever lived. So who do we think we are that we think we're going to outsmart the devil? But we're trying. We'll go to him, okay, I, I'm going to resist, I'm going to resist. And you fall every time. If we go unarmed, we're going to mess up every time. You know why it's so quiet in here? The devil's doing everything he can to get you not to listen to me. Because if you ever get what I'm saying right here, you're going to be the biggest threat to him, and everything he tries to bring against you won't work because you're going to be armed. The Bible says this, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Do you realize the Bible is called a sword, is it not? It is, it is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And then, it, and then it says this. Then it says this, that we're to arm ourselves with the Word of God. And it calls it this. It calls the Bible, it calls your Bible, the sword of the saint. Does it say that? No. What does it say? It calls it the sword of the Spirit. What does that mean? What does that mean? Let me describe it to you. There are verses. I, I had to go to Christian school when I was little. When I was a little bitty kid, I had to go to Christian school. And they, had, they made you memorize like the whole Bible. I mean, it seemed like every verse in the Bible they made you memorize. When you was a little kid, it seemed like that. But man, verse after verse after verse after verse. And we memorized verses like you would not believe. I can't even remember them. I can't remember my name half the time. I can't remember yesterday. But you know what? When the time comes, I've been in counseling sessions. I've been in counseling sessions when people would bring a problem and pose a problem. Then all of a sudden, bam, this verse comes to my head. And I memorized that verse when I was in the fourth grade. And I didn't even remember that I remembered it. Are y'all with me? You know what happened? All of a sudden, the Spirit pow, pulled out the sword that I had hid many years ago. Because, see, at that point in time, I didn't need the sword, that particular verse, till then. But when I needed it, he pulled it out. You say, why is the Bible so important? I'll tell you why. There was a man who lived on this earth who beat the devil. He beat him. I, anybody watch UFC fighting in here? Anybody watch? UFC fighting. I like watching UFC fight. It's, it's a blessing. It will help you. It really will. I mean, they get in there and beat the devil out of each other. It's wonderful. I'm telling you, it's an exciting situation. But there is, there is, one, there is one fighter. There is one fighter, and he's called the Spider. He's called the Spider. Uh, 
Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. And, and, and there's another fighter. There's another fighter that's a bad dude. I mean, he looks scary. I'm telling you, he just looks scary. He just got to look. He would scare me to death just walking in. He wouldn't have to hit me because I'd fall out of a heart attack when he growled at me. I'm telling you, it'd be over. This guy is a bad dude. But then there is another one. There is another fighter that, 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 that was going to fight the bad dude. Well, Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva, and, and this guy, uh, he, he kind of looks like Jim Carrey. So, you know, they, they anyhow, they, uh, help me now, help me. What, what's, his, what's his name? Huh? No, not the other one, the other one. Uh, the one that's a school teacher. One that's, Rich Franklin. There we go, Rich Franklin. All right. Anderson Silva and Rich Franklin fight. And, and Anderson Silva whoops Rich Franklin. Who? Bad. All right. Now, this other guy is a bad man. But guess what? Anderson Silva whooped him too. Well, now Rich Franklin is going to fight the bad dude. But guess what happened? Anderson Silva calls Rich Franklin and said, I will help you beat this guy. He said, because I've already whooped him. Say it, man. <laughs> now, Rich Franklin really ain't bad enough to whip the bad guy. But he is being trained. I'm going somewhere with this. This is cool. And y'all were the only group that got it because God didn't give it to me, none of the rest of them. See, y'all are privileged. Anderson Silva, the guy who whooped the bully, is now training the one who really couldn't be able to do it. And physically, he probably shouldn't have been able to win her, but he done hooked up with somebody who done whooped him. Say amen. amen. Well, guess what? We are facing the devil. We are in the fight of our life facing the devil. But I got good news. I got somebody in my corner that's done whooped him. And his name is Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all points just like you are. He was tempted. Every sin that you've ever been tempted with, Jesus was tempted in all points. The Bible says that all sin is categorized in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And all three of those, Satan attacked the devil, or excuse me, Satan attacked Jesus, and Jesus whooped him. Say amen. Now Jesus did that. And now he's whispering to you today. He's giving you a phone call today just like Anderson Silva called Rich Franklin. He says, let me tell you how to whoop him. Now, how many of y'all want to hear how to whoop the devil? Say amen. You don't have to fall anymore. You don't have to slip and... Listen, you don't have to be conquered anymore. You don't have to let the devil get victory because Jesus has done whooped him and he's here to tell you how. In that wilderness, he was hungry. He'd been fasting 40 days. He was starving to death. And listen, in that, in that moment, and by the way, the devil always knows your weakness. And when he was hungry, he came and said, won't you turn these stones into bread? There's no reason for you to be hungry. There's no reason for you to be... Man, you're, you're the Son of God. And if you be the Son of God, man, just turn these stones into bread. And this is what Jesus said. It is written. Jesus could have thumped him off the planet. Jesus could have squashed him like a grape. But see, me and you couldn't have. Did you get that? Jesus could have gave him the left foot of fellowship and kicked him to, to Mars. Say amen. But me and you couldn't. So Jesus did what we could do. Because, see, he lived 33 years on this planet to give us an example of what to do. So everything Jesus did, we can do. And this is how he whipped the bully. He said, it is written. In other words, he used the word of God to defeat the devil. 
Well, the devil tried to, try to you know, pull a fast one, so he tried to quote the Bible to him. Isn't that funny? The word, they're trying to quote the word to the word, you know? He said he took him to a high pinnacle. He said, won't you just jump off here? Doesn't the Bible say, if you cast yourself, that the, 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 the angels won't let you dash your foot against a stone? In other words, that God will protect you. He said, it is also written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. What does that tell me? That's why these birds, listen, in these other cult churches picking up rattlesnakes, don't do that. Don't tempt the Lord. Say amen. The only thing you need to pick up a snake with is a machete. Amen. Don't tempt God. But see, everything that the devil came against Jesus with, he quoted Scripture. What does that mean? He came armed. Now let me say this. I probably went way too long in this point. We might not get the rest of them. But this is the most important. Because there's many people in this room, you don't even own a Bible. And you're wondering why you're getting your brains beat out. Now let me say this. There's no excuse for that. Well, I can't afford one. I'll give you one. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing that we can afford an iPhone, but we can't afford a Bible. We got our priorities messed up somewhere. But guess what? If you own one of them fancy uh, doohickey phones, you can get it free. You can get it free. I found out this week. I met with the representative. They've got a program through uh, Faith Cometh by Hearing that you can download the whole Bible to your phone and you can listen to it anytime, anywhere, any place. Somebody say amen right there. I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. You know what? They've got it on CD. Well, I'm not a good reader. Faith Cometh by Put it, in the, put it in your CD player. Take Charlie Daniels out. Take ACDC out. Put Jesus in there in a while and see what happens. Don't make excuses for getting your brains beat out. Start taking action. Take the initiative. Learn. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you've got you've to have the whole Bible memorized. Because whatever action you take, whatever initiative you take, God's going to bless that and use what you do. But if you never put any bullets in the guns, you're going to have a hard time firing it. The Holy Spirit can't bring back to your mind. He can't draw out the sword unless you put the, sh the sword in the holder. Are you all with me? How are we going to take initiative? By being armed. Start reading your Bible. You're going to find out that it's going to give you a spiritual strength on the inside that you never knew you had. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, you're the preacher. You like reading your Bible. Please. Listen, the angels don't wake me up in the morning. You know what? When I wake up in the morning, I got boogers in my eyes just like you. The alarm goes off. I don't jump out and say, Whoa, I get to read my Bible. That alarm goes off. I say, you liar. There's no way it could be that early already. Are you serious? I'm not a morning person. I mourn in the morning. Amen. I'm just trying to be real with y'all. I know, I know what it's like to have to do something. But I know, 
Listen, Shane, I know what's going to happen to me if I don't. I'm not going to have strength. I'll, I'll give you an illustration. The next point is, is, the next point is S, and it means to submit. It means to submit, and there's two things you've got to submit to. There's the spirit, the warning of the spirit, and the way of safety. Because God says every time you're tempted, I'm going to provide a way of safety so you can escape. But do you realize, do you realize that the, the Holy Spirit came to live with you? The Holy Spirit came to indwell you the moment you got saved to help you fight temptation? And, and, and the more you read your Bible, the stronger that spirit is inside of you, the stronger you become spiritually. And I've really been making an effort in the last couple of weeks because I really know that Satan is attacking me big time. Because we are making progress. Look, our church is growing. It's going forward. And the devil can't stand it. And man, he's been attacking me like I can't even describe to you. And so I've been really reading my Bible. And, and we, 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 was at the, we was at the Brandon Iron. We was at the Brandon Iron. Uh, Friday night, I had, a family, I had a family come visit from South Carolina. And they, they had gotten saved. This was a family that had gotten saved when I was pastoring over in South Carolina. It was a cool deal. Now they're leading the, the, the children's ministry over there. If you don't think that don't make my heart just whoo But now they're over here visiting to see what we're doing to take back some ideas. Well, we were sitting in the parking lot of, of Brandon Iron. And uh, Friday evening, and, 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 and somebody pulled up, somebody pulled up uh, to get a takeout order. And this young lady, she didn't have enough clothes on to cover a good blue jay. Say amen. And I, I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here talking to Brett, and he, matter of fact, he just admitted, because I, I said this in the other service, he admitted in, in the foyer a while ago, he said, Preacher, I didn't think you noticed. I said, Boy. Well, I was sitting there talking to him, and I just happened to turn, and she got out of the car and hit it. I whoa, in my mind, I'm thinking, and, and the Holy Spirit said, Son, look down, look straight ahead. Don't you look to the right or to the left, right there. Don't you move. You know what? My flesh was screaming, Look, look, look. And I know y'all you, don't think that's possible, but y'all ain't no more spiritual than I am, so don't even give me that look. Say amen. But I'm talking about the Holy Spirit screaming inside of me. You know why? Because I've been spending a lot of time in my Bible, and the closer I get to God, the more sensitive His voice is to me. And you know what? Listen, we're getting beat up. Things are, and, and, and you know, some of us, oh, that's just silly. That's no big deal. Really? It's no big deal. You're watching stuff on TV you don't need to be watching. You listen to stuff on the radio you don't need to be listening to. And we wonder why we have no power. We wonder why we're getting discouraged. We're wondering why we're depressed. Wondering why we don't feel like victors. Wonder why we feel defeated all the time. We wonder why we're running home with our tail tucked between our legs when the Bible says we're more than conquerors. We should be walking with our chest poked out, listen, with our head up, because we are the children of the king. We are victorious. But that's not happening because we're not walking around armed. And we're not submitting when the Holy Spirit screams in our heart and screams in our ear. Turn that TV off. Turn that channel. Listen, don't look that way. Step up and go. And, and listen, you're going to have a choice. You're going to submit or you're going to go the wrong way. The choice is yours. Let me, let me give you a hint. How many, of you, how many of you, again, raise your hand, and, I, and I'm done. I'm done. I've done gone too long, but 
How many of you have, have, have faced the devil before? And how many of you fail? Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says, the Bible says in, in, uh, in uh, let's see, let me get on my verse here. It says in, 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 in uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is, help me now, God is, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. What does that mean? Every time we fail to the devil, there was a way of escape that we did not take. Let me give you one last illustration and we'll pray. I was sitting in my car. I was sitting in my car uh, in South Carolina. We were, we were over there visiting and we were waiting for the Wisnets to get there. And, and Tammy had to get some stuff out of Walmart. And uh, the kids and, and everybody, uh, they went in Walmart. So I was sitting in, in my car by myself and I had my phone. And, uh, and I was looking at, I think, Fox Sports or something like that. And, and how many of y'all know that in, in some of, those, some of those, those websites, those sports websites, whatever, there'll be pop-ups that pop up to get you to go look at the, the hottest cheerleaders and, and you know, all, whatever, the, the new cowboy cheerleader. Oh, that stuff pops up. Well, man, I was sitting there and bam, something popped up. I was, whoa. Well, the very moment it popped up, guess what? Phone rang phone ring so i have a choice i have a choice there's a temptation to click on something i have no business clicking on or i can answer that phone and guess who it was the wisness i answered the phone she says what are you doing and that and it was like the holy spirit was speaking through her what are you doing <laughs> you know what god gave me a way to escape God will never put nothing on you you can't handle. And he will always give you a way of escape. The question is, are you going to take it? Are you going to submit to the... Now, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about when I say the Holy Spirit is screaming in your ear when you go to get ignorant? You go to sin, you go to look somewhere you ain't supposed to look, go to do something you ain't supposed to do, go to say something you're not supposed to say, and the Holy Spirit says, hey, Christian. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. Come on, be honest. Are you going to listen next time? Are you going to submit to it? Are you going to give in? Are you going to say, okay, God, whatever you, I'm following you. If you're not willing to submit, I don't care how many scriptures you read, I don't care how many verses you memorize, if you're not willing to discipline yourself to submit to the, the voice of the Holy Spirit, you'll always live in defeat. The choice is yours. Do you want to win? Do you want to win? Do you want to, you want to stop being conquered by the devil? The choice is yours. Church, say amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you right now.